Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 173. That's right, it's the last Dr. Anonymous Show, at least for a while. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of a hiatus that we'll talk about. But tonight is all about fun. Kat will be here co-hosting to talk about some not-so-serious news stories from the week to end your week. Plus, I'll be talking about where I'll be next week and some other stuff that we'll talk about. All that and a lot more coming up on the Dr. Anonymous Show starting right now. That's right. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on Blog Talk Radio on a Saturday night. My name is Mike Savilla, and I am Dr. Anonymous. To find out more information, just type in Dr. Anonymous on your favorite search engine. and I'm pretty much the uh, top search term there. Cool. Uh, but you can also go to DrAnonymous.com. That brings you the most current show schedule, and there's not much there for the next few weeks. We'll talk about that. Some blog posts over there, and also some TV interviews that I've done recently. You can also go to DrAnonymous.net. Shout out to all 235 people who like the show or who are fans of the show or how Facebook does that now. Also some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show. You can also go to DrAnonymous.org. That brings you to the iTunes page where you can subscribe to this show, leave a comment, and download the rest of the shows if you like it. You can also listen in real time to the show on your iPhone, BlackBerry, Droid, Palm Pre, or whatever your mobile device is. Just uh, direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash DrAnonymous. Today is Saturday, June 26, 2010, MMX whatever you want to call it. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is 80 degrees Fahrenheit here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters. Yes, coming up tonight will be the last show here for a little while. I did this last year as well. I took July off. I'll be taking July off this year as well. We'll be talking about that in a little bit. And also coming up in a little bit will be our good friend Kat, who did a lot of show prep this week. So look out for that. She uh, got some very good, not so serious, serious news stories, some entertainment news stories, and some other things that we'll be uh, talking about. So nothing too serious tonight there, kids, <laughs> because I just don't have the brain power for it tonight. <laughs> but first, I would like to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening. Welcome to those of you who are new to the show, especially those of you who are listening on the archives. 
I have been a, a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician here in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you can see my shining face here in the webcam here this evening. Just go to the top of the chat room, click on the webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show there right before your very eyes. Before we go to the break, I want to give a big shout-out to Kimmy, who's in our chat room. Also, we have a guest in the chat room as well. And if you yourself are waiting in the wings... Because Blog Talk Radio sometimes has problems with people getting into the chat room. Just uh, be very patient, because you'll be with us before you know it. So I will uh, take my break here. And uh, after after the break, we'll be having our good friend Kat on the show, chatting it up with us. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a member of the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can go there by going to fmec.net and also a member of the Better Health Network by going to GetBetterHealth.com, and also a member of the ProMed Network of podcasts at ProMedNetwork.com. And we'll be right back. The night shift begins right now. on the line with us right now is the warrior cat cat welcome back to the show hello <laughs> hello <laughs> hello did I, pick up the, did I pick up the wrong line line five hello hello hey dr nanamoso what's, what's up there? I am very good tonight. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. A little sad. You know, we'll get into it a little bit, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll, I'm going to take, take a little a little break from the show. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, uh, but looking forward to spending the next two hours with you, my friend. Ooh, I like that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I know you what do. you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you so, to be sad. I don't want you to okay, be no sad. No sad. Okay. No sad tonight. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be. You, you've done a lot of show prep this week. I really appreciate that for the show. We'll, we'll be getting into your stories in the course of things here. But, uh, um, 
But, you know, I, I've, had a, I've had a really good week here. Uh, how about how your week's going by? I had a really good week here. And uh, last night, uh, uh, last night we went out uh, with some of, the, uh, some of the pals from the office, uh, which uh, we sometimes do on a Friday night after a, uh, a hard-working week at the office. We, uh, we, we head out there, and uh, sometimes I, I tweet it out there uh, as well, what I'm doing. And uh, I think you've seen the pictures on Facebook there, Kat, of me at, the, at my favorite uh, Mexican restaurant here in Ohio, which is nothing, you know, nothing like Mexican food where you're at, but it's, it's, the, it's the best that we have. <laughs> Mexican food where I live. I know, yeah, but you know, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't slide the thousands of miles down there. So we just have what we have here. <laughs> and I love your sombrero. You know, I love your sombrero. <laughs> uh, so uh, afterwards, so we have this, we have this little thing that we have going on here uh, this weekend. Is uh, it's kind of like a hot rod weekend here in town, which we have once a year. And uh, in, in this little town here is. Uh, um, it, it's no secret that uh, Ohio is, uh, especially this part of Ohio, is, is pretty economically depressed. Uh, not a lot of industry here, and uh, we, we're looking for any kind of good news that we have. And uh, once a year, we have this hot rod uh, weekend here, and uh, and uh, downtown is sprawling with freaks. I mean, uh, with people with cars, and <laughs> <laughs> people people crawl out of any kind of rock they have and bring up their car and their uh, their little motorcycle thing and they uh, they uh, bring it out there and they had some good music down there uh, last night and I admit I did have some some beverages uh and uh, it was uh, it, it, it was a nice night and uh, I guess one of the good and bad things about being uh, being a doctor here in a small town is that uh, you know I I see all my patients and I see, I see the people that work at the hospital there so uh so it's kind of good and bad sometimes and uh but it was it was fun um and uh, i uh and i and i admit i went to a, a bar or two here that i would probably not usually go into uh but uh, i was with a group of these people and they swore they were going to protect me um and they did because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen in these places <laughs> But you go with a group of people, and uh, it was good music. And uh, and uh, actually, there was a couple of people from the hospital that I really didn't know that well, and got to chat with them a little bit. Uh, yeah, a lot of small talk stuff, talking about the band, talking about sports, talking about that type of thing. Um, but I got home very late last night. Um, but uh, it, it's always fun to to explore different parts of the city that you've never been to before. And this is a nice a nice group of people. I work with a great group of people. Um, and it's always helpful because uh, sometimes you work, sometimes you see those people more than than you do uh, your own family or you know <laughs> that type I of thing. Know. So, um, so so I, I I had a good time last night. Well, what was so? What was it about this place that you were so worried about? Is what was it called, Supernat or something like that? Yeah, it, 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 it's it, it's gone under a, a lot of different names. So. Uh, because um, I think it's a licensing type thing, so you can't call it that, but everybody locally here calls it that. Um, I think one of the names used to be like Hot Rod Super Nationals or something like that, and it's where uh, um, there's, a, there's a local kind of drag strip around here, and uh, that's where the, the big hot rods you know, do their drag racing and things. But associated with that is a huge culture of uh, these people that bring their old cars or people bring their old motorcycles, you know, that, that, you know antiques that they've kept up over the years. And they just like showing them off and, uh, um, you know, uh, networking 
you know, with other people who have uh, antique car interests. So it's an interesting type thing to, to hang out at. Did you bring your hot rod? Uh, yeah, I brought my little um, um, uh, my little uh, matchbox car. Um, and I carried it around with me, and uh, I said, oh, this, yeah, this, this is my antique. It's right here. It's when I was growing up. Ah, nah. <laughs> I bet you have a current hot rod is what I'm thinking. Uh, no, not, not really. <laughs> not, I know, not. Well, I know it's a convertible. That's all I know, so I'm figuring it's a hot rod because most doctors drive hot rods. No, nah, not really. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a Chrysler. It's a little PT cruiser convertible, and five years ago, you know, that was like the thing. You know, that was like the car. You know, people were everybody was getting, and uh, you know, now it's like, uh, you know, it's it's like it's like so 2005. But uh, but I still have fun with it. You know, it's it, it's a good time. I'm trying to think of what kind of car I want to get next. I'm thinking of a little Miata convertible. Ooh, all right. Yeah. I definitely want it to be convertible because I want my hair just blowing like crazy in the wind. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, talk slower there. Like uh, <laughs> I can take some video and put it uh, in snowball. Well, your uh, your your good friend uh, J Man is in the uh, the chat room there uh, and uh, I, I think he wants, he wants you to uh, you know, just describe what that would look like. Um well, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Well. I'm sure J-Man has a, a good enough imagination that he could just, he could probably actually write it better than I could or write write it better than I could say it. So. Oh, really? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see J-Man, J-Man's making fun of my car here, PT Snoozer, you know, it's like, uh, but but Kimmy, Kimmy's in the chat room. Kimmy's just, Kimmy has seen my car. And, uh, Kimmy! But, so, so Kim, Kimmy's out there tonight. Kimmy! 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 Kimmy, los cachos! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, like, ruin my voice by the end of the night. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, see, there you go. So that's what happens when we do a two-hour show here. you gotta, you got to pace yourself there, man. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like, about a half hour ago, I had a coughing fit. I don't know. Something got like caught in my lungs. I don't know if it was a piece of dust or something, but I had this tickle in my chest and I just could not stop coughing. It was horrible. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope I can uh, talk on the, you know, show. Man, it's a, it's your allergies and stuff. That's what's uh, bothering you. I think so. I think so. With this weather down here, we got dust all over the place. Windstorms. <laughs> dust everywhere it's just uh <clears throat> mexico it's texico oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh let's see here um so i don't I, I don't know if you were around last night there at cats but uh but our good friend uh ben and the crew there from llama 80 they had a show last night i don't know if you're able to catch that catch that i know jay man was there uh, but I listened to it on the archives this morning, and uh, they, they, uh, so 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 I, I caught on Twitter just this morning because I didn't catch it last night because I was out uh, having fun. Uh, that uh, they they had a spontaneous show last night, and uh, it was uh, it was pretty good. Um, 
I heard a little bit of it on my iPhone. I did listen to a little bit of it, but I need to catch the rest of it on archives. But, uh, yeah, I'm, Ben actually said something that I thought was real awesome about the oil spill thing that I thought was true. And, I mean, it, well, well, we can get to that later, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to okay. mess up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, we, 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 we're flexible tonight. What, 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 did he, what did he say? What did he talk about? Well, no, he I, was I don't remember. talking about... Well, there, there was a part where they were, I guess, talking about the oil spill and how um, the president's handling it and all. And I, I don't think there's anybody on either side that really thinks that he's handling it all great. But he was saying that, uh, you know, people were so bent out of shape about Obama getting involved in, in people's businesses and things like that. And now they're mad that he's not doing enough. It's like he can never win, you know, but it, I think it's like that with every president. I mean, look what happened with, with, with every president. Anytime something terrible happens, everybody's just so quick to blame the president. You know, it's like the first person they want to blame. It's like, look, when you elected this human being to be president, you did not elect God, okay? <laughs> Chill out. If you could do the job better, then you do it. You know, it just really gets me irritated when people are just totally bashing on a president. I don't care who it is all the time. To me, it's like that is like such a major important job that even if I was smart enough to be president, I don't think I would want that job. You know, I, when I was a director of, of a nursing unit, I remember how much stress that could be, just being responsible for 150 employees. I can't imagine being responsible for the country. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, that's what politics is. Politics is nobody being happy. And uh, it doesn't matter what the issue is, um, people will spin it to their partisan political view. I mean, that's their job. I mean, that's, that's what they're supposed to do. Nobody's supposed to be happy. I mean, if you're of the same political party, then the person is the best, you know, best person ever. If they're the opposite political party, then they're the worst person ever. And, you know, there's not really any kind of, I mean, I'm, I expect that. Everybody expects that. And, uh, you know, depending on, you know, wh which side of the political spectrum you are, uh, this president is the best president ever or the worst president ever. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't really trust uh, either side. Yeah, me, I, I just, politics just really gets on my nerves a lot of times, you know. And uh, it's true. It's like whatever side messed up, you always hear the other side just going on and on and on and on about it. You see, you see, you see. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> um, anyway. uh, I mean, I, I think I think a couple of things that people can agree with is that you know the, the being president is a very important job, um, but also an important job is uh, being uh, co-hosting uh, on the Annie Burrow Live Show when the, the interview on on Wednesday they had with with Jane Wheedland where you were there and uh, chatting up with uh, with her and uh, this comic book chick and uh, Go Go's uh, chick. Uh, I mean, I think you did a great job with that. Oh, thank you. I thought it was uh I thought it was a good interview. I mean, she's really a sweet lady, you know. Um I had these questions for her, you know, but it's like I didn't know when to when to ask them. <laughs> just like I mean, I thought it was a fun interview, but thank you for saying that. I I I didn't feel like I contributed much, but, you know, it was cool. It was cool. Well, 
I think I think with some audio problems too. I, I think your 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 sound was a little soft, and uh, I think they couldn't yeah. hear you when you when you were trying to ask your question or something like that. So I think that was maybe part of the problem. I know I was so embarrassed. I remember like every single freaking time I asked a question, they were like, "Huh?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, why is my sound so low?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and coming up uh, later uh, on uh, Annie Burrow Live, a rock dog is going to be, he's doing his top ten, I heard. Uh, so I always enjoy the, the, the rock dog top ten, so that's going to be uh, it's gonna be a good time. Oh, and Kimmy, Kimmy in the chat room here is saying, uh, giving a thumbs up, and uh, she, she thought you rocked the interview, too. So uh, thanks a lot there, Kimmy. Thank you, Kimmy. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love you, Kimmy. I love Kimmy. <laughs> Uh, her and Los Cachos. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so let's talk about this here a little bit. Um, so, so I'm taking a break from the show, and uh, I did this last uh, year. Last last July, I, I I just took all July off, and uh, so because sometimes, yeah, yeah there's, there's there's been some some changes going on here on Blog Talk Radio. I mean, you know, the Lama eighty guys, you know, they're they're thinking about making a comeback here, maybe in a few months, and. You know, Blockstein uh, hung it up, and uh, you know I'm going to take a little break here. But uh, you know, I, I I think every once in a while, and and that's been talked about in, on a number of shows that uh, um, you know, and and you did a show for a while. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. Um, you know, not only for preparation but promotion, and uh, you know, sometimes you just uh, sometimes you just get burned out, and uh, you need to take a break. But I'm, I want to tell everybody, all my listeners out there, that uh, I will be coming back. I just I just need to. Take a little break and enjoy my summer there a little bit. Well, I'm glad you're coming back. That's the main thing. Because if you weren't coming back, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, doing this show with you. It's so much fun. It is. Uh, and it, and it uh, kind of snuck up on me, but this month, uh, this month was the uh, four-year anniversary of the blog, which I don't do a lot of blog posts anymore. But it's the it's the four-year anniversary of when I when I put my blog up there, and uh, coming up in August uh, will be the three-year anniversary for this show. So uh, so it's, it, things have gone by very quickly, and uh, it's, 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 this has been really fun to do. Well, happy blog anniversary! So four years. So, but for the show, it's what three years. Yeah, I did my blog for a year, and then, uh, um, and actually, the first Blog Talk Radio show I ever heard was uh, uh, the Blockstein show, and I, I forget um, how I got over there. Um, I think I was reading somebody's blog at, at one point, and they said they were going to be interviewed on this uh, internet radio show, and I checked it out, and um, so I, I listened to his show for about I don't know four to six months, and then uh, I, I put up my own show. So that's kind of how I started. Here on Block Talk Radio. Um, I, well, I found you because I saw you in Dr. Blogstein's chat room one time. And uh, the reason I found Dr. Blogstein was because my sister, see, my sister got on Blog Talk Radio before me. I didn't ever even heard of it until she went on. And uh, she did a show before me. And she asked me to be on, you know, and I was always too scared. I thought, no way, I couldn't do it. After I did it one time, I loved it. I just had so much fun doing it. And uh, and then she told me about Dr. Blogstein, and then, you know, then is where I found Annie and Burl and you. 
you know, so it's so cool. And I love that I met all these people, you know, and it, it's just so weird that blog scene's not on anymore. Apparently, I think Rock Dog is going to be, his segment is going to be dedicated to Dr. Blogstein tonight. So I don't know if the top ten is about Blogstein or what. But that Ooh. ought to be <laughs> Wow, a little exclusive here before the uh, before the show, so, uh, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah, so that I, I that ought to be very interesting. Um, I, love and, uh, his, I love his top tens. I do. The last one he did was, I think, my favorite one of all. When when Annie kept going, give me, give me, in between everything, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like laughing hard, like you know, really hard, not just like a giggle or a chortle, but like a serious LOL, an L M S. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I had to think about that. Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> <For Mal. laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. So J-Man says here that the first show he ever heard was Rock Dog Unleashed. And that was good. I, I think I still have that saved up on my iTunes here. That was, that was good times there. And uh, Kimmy's saying, uh, found me through rural doctoring, who used to block a lot. She doesn't block a lot now. She's a, she's a doctor out west, um, and she retweeted a show tweet. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I'm following. I mean, I know for sure I used to be following her, So, uh, but I haven't seen a tweet from her in, it seems like, years. Yeah, she so, dropped off a little bit. Okay. Yeah, uh, and, and I think right around that time she was changing jobs or something like that, and uh, um, I haven't seen much from her recently. So that's too bad. She's a uh, she was a great interview, um, re- really nice person. Well, I I, know, I don't know if I heard that interview, but she, I loved her tweets and stuff. She seemed really nice. I may have heard her. I mean, you've done so many interviews. I mean, you're like the interview guru. <laughs> <laughs> Interview guru. Interview guru. <laughs> I am breaking out the accents tonight. I don't know what is up with me. No, that's good. You got you got to let it all hang out because this is going to be the last one for a while. I know. I'm so sad. I'm so. I'm going to miss it so much. Um, so uh, uh, so Kat, so next week. Well, if, if people didn't hear uh, this past week's show, show number one hundred seventy-two, and I Kat, I know you were there. Uh, my good friend uh, Dr. V or uh, Dr. Brian, um, and uh, we're going to be presenting next week uh, in the great city of San Francisco, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about um, uh, medicine, physicians, and new media um, out there uh, at a conference. And uh, uh, gonna, I'm going to be leaving, let's see, so my flight leaves 12 hours from right now. <laughs> so, wow. And I haven't packed yet. So uh, this is going to be an interesting after show, after the show uh, tonight. So. Wow. So are you a, normally a procrastinator or is it just, just now? No, it's just now. It's just been uh, uh, just been these work weeks, these last couple of weeks. I've just been very busy from a from a work point of view, and uh, uh, just trying to fit everything in. And, um, and, and and you know how it is when you're trying to get ready for a vacation, especially 
you know, from a work standpoint, you know, you try to get everything caught up, but you know that something's going to happen. So you kind of have to do a little bit of more work because you don't want to, you know, turf that off to, you know, the people that you work with and, you know, that type of thing. So it's just trying to get all the loose ends tied up uh, before you leave town. And uh, I was doing a lot of that today, uh, just trying to, um, just so I don't get yelled at when I get back. (laughs) As far as, oh, you left that to us. Yeah, thanks a lot there, slacker. <laughs> Do you get yelled at a lot? Because I can go kick some butt for you if you need me to. Wow, wow. Yeah, 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 you can go. And then, uh, yeah, J-Man will help me, too. Yeah, Kimmy will help, will help, will help you, too. So, so, so you remember, guys, you guys are remember, I'm Warrior Cat. <laughs> <laughs> retitled the show this summer break and uh, I was thinking today I was trying to get my work done because I was distracted um, at the office <laughs> um, about you know like past summer breaks you know I mean you remember growing up you know you were you were always looking forward to summer vacation you know you're just like you're in school no matter what level that you're at you know grade school or junior high or high school or college or whatever and, and you're like you're really looking forward to summer break and you know I, I you have all these memories of just well like I have all these memories of just just looking forward to that last day of school whatever it was you could just bust out and like you know just be free for three months and and uh, you know, just just have memories of you know just just hanging out you know and and uh, you know doing stuff when you're a kid, you know, like these kids now, all they do is play video games. But, you know, when we were growing up, we did stuff. I mean, you know, we rode our bikes, we went, you know, we, we played sports and we were outside a lot. And, you know, these kids now, I mean, they're just, they're, they're just, they're just lazy. Don't you think? Sorry. (laughs) Yes, they are. No, sorry. I I guess it didn't take me that long to respond. I had it on mute because I was a coffin. Um, Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, you know, I'm kind of glad there wasn't the internet and stuff when I was a kid because I don't know what I'd be like today, you know. I I fear for these young kids now because because of the internet and the video games and how you can pretty much live your fantasy life, and I don't mean it in a nasty way, I just mean like, you can find anything you want that's not physical activity or whatever on the internet. You know, uh, nothing on TV. You go on the internet. Um, you're right. I mean, I used to love summer breaks. I used to go out and play, ride my bike. And you, you know, as kids, we were creative. We, you know, you build a fort, right, to play in. Now they build the fort on a game. <laughs> Or, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, it's right. just the computer, pretty much, or the TV, or the video games. And there's no there's no physical activity, but there's also no creativity, because it's all given to you on the Internet, if I'm making any sense. No, yeah, you're, you, you, you always make a lot of sense. Ah, <laughs> thank you! 
Thank you. Oh, um, man. But yeah, and uh, I used to love I used to love summer. But now that I live in the pit of hell, you know, summer sucks <laughs> because the the temperatures are over 100 and it's fairly humid. I mean, it's not as humid as like Louisiana was. But yeah. the temperatures didn't usually get as high as they do here. You know, this is like a semi semi-arid area. It's somewhat right. dry, but there's still enough humidity to to make the temperatures even worse than what they what they actually are. Oh yeah. So like we haven't even the hottest month here is usually like August. And so we're not even close to that now, but yet uh, heat indexes are usually over 100 right now. So it's already <sighs> sweltering. <laughs> uh. All right. So why don't, uh, why don't we take a break here? We'll take a, we'll take a little bit of a break, and uh, we'll, we'll start with all the stories that, uh, that you uh, got for us here with your very uh, diligent and hardworking show prep. So, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, looking, I'm very, very excited about this. We'll be uh, and just to tease people, we'll be we'll be opening with uh, some comments that uh, Jerry Seinfeld had. Uh, I think it was this week talking about his favorite celebrity, <laughs> Lady Goo Goo. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. That's right, working harder than any Blog Talk Radio show here right now. This is the Dr. Anonymous show live on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we have Kat here on the line with us. Uh, you're li- li- liking the bumper music there tonight there, Kat? Oh, my gosh. You should have seen me dancing on this side of the computer. Wow. <laughs> to both I'm picturing songs. that right now. I'm picturing that. To both songs. <laughs> You know how I love me my Hawaii Five O, and I love I love uh, 
team when they're having having little, little geek questions in there uh, kimmy's like uh, when i was 16 my parents finally a lot of dial-up connection and j-man's like uh, aol or CompuServe or prodigy uh oh kimmy says juno wow man i'm trying to remember my first uh, internet connection I, th- I think it was CompuServe. i think it was the uh, juno. First, uh, i don't i don't remember juno yeah i think it, yeah it was like juno.com i think it was, it was like a dial-up type of uh dial-up type of a service there and uh um but yeah those those are those are back in the day <laughs> wow um i think my first dial-up i think my first dial-up was aol i think so hmm. too yeah, remember how yeah. slow it used to be how did we even deal with that um i i i remember just collecting all of the uh uh cds uh, that uh, AOL gave out, you know, for their free software and things. I used to make them coasters and things. That was a good time. <laughs> Are you a crafter too? Are you a closet crafter? No, no, I'm, I'm not a crafter. I just use them as, as coasters for my Diet Coke. Oh, uh, because you know, there, there's a lot of crafts you can do with CDs. Recyclable craft, recyclable crafts. Oh, uh, like what? Tell, let, let us uh, tell us about that, there, Cat. Well, actually, one of the things that I do probably wouldn't even make sense to your listeners unless they knew about it. Like, uh, I can make, like, what I do, okay, I get a heat gun, and I heat it up first, okay? I heat up a CD, and then I cut out these, you know, random jagged little pieces, and then I stamp them with a rubber stamp with ink, cool, kick-ass stamp, and then I dip them in embossing, in hot em, melted embossing uh, enamel, okay? Wow. <laughs> and make, like, cool pins and pendants and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I do crazy stuff. But you can also use the full CD and, and, and like, I've seen crafts online where you could, like, uh, you know, make cool mirrors by, like, you know, you put one of those craft mirrors in the middle and then you design it around it and stuff, you know, just different things. Like I've seen people make like locker ornament thingies, you know, that they put on their lo- like magnet type thingies. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, maybe I'll make some CD crafts one day and twit pick them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you are crafty. Nice job with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I wish you were a closet crafter. We could do some crafting together. <laughs> I, I wish I was too. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the news here. Uh, before we get to the news, so Kimmy's like, dial-up connection diluted my ideas about foreplay in real life. It never lasted that long. Great. Thanks, Kimmy. All right. Good to know. 
so speaking of foreplay, let's talk about uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Lady Gugu. What do you think? Oh, gosh. I'm so glad he said what he said. You know, he called her a jerk. He called her all kinds well, of things. Well, let me... Uh, but let me set this up here. So I, I was able to get some audio here. Let me let me okay. play. And actually, uh, I, I think I got this from. Uh, no, I forget where I got this. <laughs> we'll just let it fly. And we'll see what happens. So here, here's the story. Lady Gaga and Jerry Seinfeld. Oof, that's one bad romance. Comedian Jerry Seinfeld sounded off on WFAN Radio Monday about what he really thinks about Lady Gaga's recent unsportsmanlike behavior at his beloved Mets game where she flipped off fans and got moved to Jerry's box. This woman's a jerk. <laughs> I hate her. I think, I can't believe they gave put her in my box, which they I did. paid for. This is what you give people the finger and you get upgraded? <laughs> is that the world we're living in now? How old is the finger? <laughs> How did it even get to be the finger? Now the thumbs up is the good finger, right? And the index finger. Right. So you're really one finger from a compliment. Seinfeld practically did a stand-up routine talking about how the young people are managing their careers. I'm not one of these all publicity is good people. You know, uh, you know, you can people talk about you know you need exposure. You could die of exposure. That's right. She is talented. I don't know why she's doing this stuff. As for Gaga's outfit and drinking at the Yankees game the other night, Jerry doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, please. Wake and, me when it's over. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you've had enough of her. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about that, here, Kat? I think everyone's had enough of her. You know, every point he made was right spot on, Okay. She, she. I do think she's talented. I do. I, I'll admit, I have some of her music on my iPhone. Okay, I kind of hate to admit it, but I do. All right. At first, in the beginning, I thought she was totally overrated. Then, I started liking some of her music, and I actually, you know, put some on my iPod. But because she's such a jerky douchebag, I can't. It's so hard for me to like her. You know, it, it 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 makes me not want to buy her music, even though I like it. So I'm I'm teetering on that edge where it's almost like I don't care how much I like your music. I don't want to even see you. I don't want to hear you. You know, uh, and and he's right too. Like, okay, he said she's talented. Why do, why does she have to do this? this is this is what's is an epidemic among all these musicians and. Maybe, I guess, not really actresses so much. I guess, well, Lindsay Lohan, but she's got problems, okay? She's definitely got problems. But, like, you know, and and I think that Britney, I'm going on to Britney now. I'm just trying to go, I'm talking about, like, the trend, right? That these girls who are in the music industry, they get crazy. They do these crazy things. I don't know, to get attention. Um, partly, I think it's, when you become famous so young, it kind of screws with your head, so you start acting out and all this. But yet it makes them more famous. It's like when have we lost the day? It, it used to be in the olden days where talent got you far, that talent, people respected you for your craft, for your talent. You know, when did it become that sex tapes and, and showing your crotch and, and all this other stuff is what makes you famous. You know, I mean, that's just so degrading and stupid. And I think it's disgusting, and it just shows the way our society is going, you know? 
and, and, and it's true. He, she, she gets upgraded. She gets put in his box for being a jerk, you know. Does she really need any more attention she already puts on herself? You know, people, like I said, I think she's overrated in a lot of ways. You know, people are like, oh, she's so artistic and look at the, you know, the way she, you know, her outfits and she's so, ah, ah, ah. You know, Cher did the same thing, except with more class somehow. You know, anybody can dress up like a jackass. That doesn't take any talent, first of all, okay? It's the singing, it's the artistry in their videos or in their performances. Uh, you know what I'm yeah. Saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, no, no, I, I didn't know if you were going to go on with, with your point there. Uh, um, okay, but, yeah, I mean, there's I, I, stuff I could say, but I didn't want to, you know, ramble. No, oh no, hey, you know, ramble. I mean, that's, that's why people love you. <laughs> I mean, that'd be I'm great. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so, so so Kimmy's with you on this, and uh, and J-Man's like, uh, yeah, Seinfeld learned about Baffled Buster when he was dating a seventeen-year-old. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, and then he goes on to say, those things are degrading and stupid. Probably talk about Lady Goo Goo. But then he goes on to say, but they're my favorite things. <laughs> Good job there, G-Man. Well, I mean, of course, guys like all that stuff, you know. But, I mean, I, I just think it's sad. That's all. I, I think it's sad that we no longer, as a society, look to people as their, more of their talent and not how crazy or how outrageous or what are they going to do next. You know, uh, I think maybe the difference, though, between, <clears throat> like, Brittany and Lady Gaga, let's go to Brittany, because remember, she acted crazy and all that. When her dad stepped in and got her on meds, you know, everybody thought she was, like, a drug addict and a drunk and all this, but I don't think she was. I think she was just really, she was abusing drugs, maybe, and abusing alcohol, but once she got on meds, she was fine. I think she was just self-medicating her bi- you know, bipolar problem, her bipolar illness. But as soon as her dad stepped in, she, she, she leveled out. You know, she, she stopped doing those crazy things, and you know, she went back to doing what she does best, which is being a pop star. <laughs> but Lady Gaga is just, I think she's just obnoxious. I think that's, that's her... I think her illness is narcissism and obnoxiousness. And she gets jerkier all the time, flipping off the paparazzi. You know, people, if you don't want the paparazzi following you, don't become famous. Simple. Simple as that. She dresses like an idiot and is surprised that people want to take her picture. She's famous. She doesn't want people taking her picture. Stay inside. Nobody wants to see your pale, pasty, nasty skin in a bikini at the Mets game anyway. I'm sorry. I'm being so <laughs> <laughs> She's so pasty. She is so not cute either. I'm sorry, but she's not even close to being attractive. I don't know who out there thinks she's attractive, but I think people, some people actually think she's attractive. I don't. And I'm not saying that just because she drives me nuts. I never thought she was cute. I think she looks like a cleaned-up version of Amy Winehouse. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so mean. Right. She's just getting on my nerves. She's just being really, you know, it's hard for me to be nice about so 
obnoxious she gets. Right. Right. But I still have her music on my iPhone and I still may I still may possibly I love the song Alejandro, okay, but I hate the video so much that I haven't downloaded it yet. That's a whole other issue. But Right. She's Well you 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 have the issue with the video. Oh yes. It's just the most blasphemous piece of crap. Was it the Nazis in it? Well, the Nazis are bad, but I mean, I'm talking about the the sexual stuff she was doing, like with the rosary, and she's dressed up like a nun, and it's like, also, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, it's like her and Christina Aguilera, they both are kind of doing the same thing, and and I think Christina Aguilera probably has the best voice ever in in music history. I mean, her, her voice is exceptionally it's perfect there's nothing wrong with it i think she can out sing just about anybody but i she's sort of kind of looking like lady gaga a little bit lately and and her videos are more outrageous and you know i she had one of her latest videos christina aguilera it was kind of similar in some ways as far as the sexual stuff like pretty much if you haven't seen christina's video i can't remember even the name of the song j-man uh actually <laughs> DM'd me the link one time, and I went to look at it, and I was shocked. I'm like, am I watching a porno? (laughs) (laughs) Same thing with Lady Gaga's. Same thing with Lady Gaga's. It it was like, okay, she is dressed in the the minimalist thing she can be, I guess, with the the underwear and the bra, but they're so simulating sex that they might as well be naked. They might as well make it a porno. They're so simulating sex that... It just boggles my mind that, it, to me, it looks pretty much like a porno. I mean, and <laughs> I think that when I, like, when I was watching the video, it was hard for me, like I said, to look at the artistry of it or the creativity of it because I was like, oh, my God, how much worse is this going to get or what's coming up next? You know, when you're so outrageous that people can't concentrate on the music or the content of the video, they could just concentrate on that one thing, like the sexual part or whatever, or, oh, my God, then you take away from it. That's the whole thing, like like being outrageous and stuff. When all you can put out there is what are people going to say next, what are people going to do next, or what what are they going to do next, then you miss out on their talent, and it's a waste, I think. That's just my opinion. But I, I realized that, you know what, I didn't really enjoy the video because I was like, oh, my gosh, what is she going to do next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let, let's cover one more story here uh, uh, before we close about this half hour here. Um, so um, speaking of music, um, so it, it's, it's all over the, the, the radio in the local radio stations here uh, this weekend. Um, it's all Michael Jackson this weekend on some radio station. Yeah. And um, so why don't I play this story here, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it real briefly before we go to our, go to our break. Okay. 
A year on, fans around the world are gathering to remember Michael Jackson. His suspicious death 12 months ago sent shockwaves around the world. Many still can't believe he's gone. Candles and flowers are already being left outside MJ's iconic Neverland Ranch. And people are also gathering near his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You know, he's one of those people that you think is immortal. I can't even put in a word. The best entertainer, dancer, just everything to me. Jackson Waxworks are taking center stage at Madame Tussauds around the world. In New York, people are already paying their respects. We just love his music and the way, you know, he was acting. I miss him. He went away too soon. <laughs> Let me cry for uh, Michael. It's thought fans will be welcome at the Forest Lawn Cemetery where Jacko is buried, although they won't be allowed to his actual burial site. Some of the family are also expected to visit. MJ's kids are likely to be at the Jackson home in Gary, Indiana, where the family were raised. Latoya Jackson has revealed the children are coping, saying Paris, the theatrical one, has a shrine, adding she's always adored her dad. Uh, so, so yeah, so it's been a year. I mean, it's, you know, it's something that at least needs mentioning. Um, and uh, I've seen some of this uh, uh, video footage of those uh, people out there, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's still it still kind of bothers me, Cat. Uh, I mean, not well. Yeah, the whole situation of that, but I mean, these these fans that are you know that are out there, and uh, you know, um, I've heard some of the things that they're doing and uh, at the gravesite, and I mean, not crazy things. It's just I don't know. I mean, I I, I I I guess I just don't really get it as far as you know one person really having an impact on you know, another person to that effect as far as, you know, some kind of emotional attachment, even though they didn't really know the person or a celebrity. It's still kind of confusing to me. I don't know, Kat. Well, I agree. I mean, um, I think it's to see, like, when you see all the adoration for him, it's almost like they think he's Jesus or something, you know? It's like, oh, my gosh, he's just, I mean, I realized he was a talented guy. You know, and, you know, part of me wonders, though, if he had never went through this, like, the whole child molestation thing, would he have even more fans, more adoration, you know? And, and it surprises me that people just forget about that. I mean, even though he was cleared, that kind of always sticks with you. So I was a little surprised at that. Um, but, yeah, they go really crazy over him. And for him to still have that many fans, even after all that, you know, because usually that would be enough to destroy someone's career, I think. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And, you know, I, I, and really I think that he, 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 his music was great and his videos and all that stuff, but you know, he was just a man. He was not the I don't know. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, it, what surprised me, because I was kind of watching some of the things yesterday, was, and I, I didn't realize, I mean, I knew he was taking a lot of drugs, okay? What? But I was sort of researching it more because I know it's been a year, but we're going to talk about it. It amazes me just how m- much medication this man took and yet still, they were showing videos from like, you know, like the night before, remember those videos they showed from the day before he died where he was doing the rehearsing and stuff? Sure, sure. It, it, it amazed me that he could still, 
dance like that and he could still even function. I mean, he right. had taken what they said was 30 to 40 Xanax pill a night to sleep. 30 to 40 a night to sleep. And with Xanax, you know, any regular person taking 30 or 40 would be dead. So obviously you've been taking them for a while. You know, you build up a tolerance, and then you need more and more and more. But to get to the point where you're at 30 or 40, just to try to get to sleep, I mean, and he was at the point where he's asking the doctors and, and even his nurse practitioner to give him Diprovan. I mean, the doctor ends up giving him Diprovan to sleep, which I think is insane. You know, I can't believe that he still has his license. I really can't believe that he still has his license for giving yeah. somebody Diprovan in their house to sleep. Why not just totally knock him out, intubate him, and just put him in a coma? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, that's insanity. I can't believe mm-hmm. they would allow that stuff outside of a hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we have a... a and it's something in the chat room forever circle of angels. I mean, you know, just, you know, saying that, you know, it probably properly should be, you know, he's an amazing singer, creator of you know, great music videos, you know, that, you know, exactly, you know, that should be, you know, the, the way he should be remembered. Um, but uh, I know with all the controversy and no matter what uh, type of celebrity that you are, people are going to, going to remember you probably for the bad things. Um, but, uh, you know, as this, as this date comes every year, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, talked about, uh, again. And, um, you know, and before we go to the break here, I mean, in, in the notes that you, and you sent to me, you know, also, you know, Farrah Fawcett, you know, passed away June 25th, 2009. And, uh, you know, obviously nobody's talking about that. Um, and probably, you know, very few, few people will be talking about that as every year goes, uh, as uh, goes by as well, and uh, but you know when all that stuff was happening, um, you know there, there was a lot of celebrities that people yeah, I don't remember you know during this kind of time frame you know May June July uh, type of uh, time frame uh, that was happening. Oh, I know, um, Dr. Blogstein. You know <laughs> what he tweeted yesterday? It was kind of funny, but <laughs> he's so bad when it comes to people dying. He wrote. Remember this time last year when people mourned Farrah Fawcett for 35 minutes? <laughs> like, oh, gosh. But it was true. You know, it's like she died. And I, wasn't it almost like a half an hour later when the news came out about Michael Jackson? I mean, I, it's so sad because she was an icon in her own way. I mean, she was an American icon in her own right, you know. Exactly. She's been around forever. She was the 70s pinup girl in every guy's room. In every you know teenage boy's room. Oh yeah. Um, ah! And you know the thing that I have to go back to the Michael Jackson thing too, as far as him being remembered for the bad things. I wonder if he would have been um, convicted of that crime if they would have had videos of him actually doing it. If they would have had absolute proof, would he still have this fan base? Would that have? Would that? Because no. I'm sure that a lot of the fans. I'm sure that a lot of the fans were like, okay, well, he was acquitted, so I just can't believe that he did that. You know? No, no, I think, I, I believe, and I'm probably going to be wrong about this, but I think in the court of public opinion, um, he's, he's found guilty, and uh, I think that's going to, 
uh, hurt his legacy uh, forever. So I, I really don't think you know, what happened in the courtroom is really going to matter. Um, people have kind of made their decisions already. Well, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, well, but he was acquitted. I mean, well, he was acquitted, right? He was dropped of all charges. So, but there was still people that say, oh, well, I believe he did it, so screw him. But right. I'm sure a lot of his fans were like, well, but he didn't do it. I can't believe he did it, so he didn't do it, and they said he didn't do it. If there would have been absolute 100% undeniable proof, I mean, video, something crazy like that, would his hardcore fans have left him too? Would he have? Or would I they, doubt it. Would they still see? They, you think they would still be so blind as to be like, oh, Michael Jackson? Because first of all, I, I, like I said, I think he was a very talented man. Obviously, probably one of the most talented musicians out there. But I don't care how talented you are. I don't care if you found a cure for cancer. I don't care if you won a Nobel Prize. If you hurt a kid, you're nothing. You're dirt. You're scum in my book. Okay? Now, true God loves everyone, but it's very hard for me to forgive something like that. Okay? You know, uh, I'm not that seasoned of a Christian yet where I can forgive just about anybody for anything. You hurt a kid. That's just it. You know, I, I don't have any tolerance for that. No child abuse and no animal abuse. Those are the two things I have. I cannot, I, I just, it's, it's hard for me to, to but see. But that's the thing. We don't know. That's the thing. We don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Know. So I think, and that's why I think his hardcore fans stuck by him because they're like, no, he could never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have a you have a new fan there, our, our good friend, uh, a new friend, Erin, uh, um, is in the chat room here, and uh, she has uh, recently started uh, listening to the show, and uh, she's got a good uh, uh, Twitter. She does some Ustream uh, videos as well, and uh, so she's saying, I love Kat, you're wonderful, so you have a new fan in the chat room. Oh, right thanks, Erin, woo! I love fans. <laughs> I love fans. I'll take fans uh, anything. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's take a break here, and uh, we'll take a break. We'll t- uh, we'll get ready for our second hour. Just one more hour here. Uh, so to welcome those of you who are uh, just joining us uh, at the end of our first hour. There's another hour of this uh, fun and excitement going on here. We have our good friend Cat co-hosting, and uh, we'll be uh, continuing uh, right after this. You're listening to the Doctor Anonymous Show live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. And uh, after the break, we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about this. So, should a 16-year-old be allowed to sail around the world? We'll be talking about that story and a lot more coming up right after this. another song here <laughs> oh man oh wait let's see hang on here uh, I'm, not, I'm not prepared for this oh here we go let me try this 
And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous Show, live on a Saturday night here on Blog Talk Radio. One more hour left of this show. And uh, on the live we have with us uh, this evening on Twitter, she's Warrior Cat. But we have Cat on the line here for us. Uh, hanging in there, you doing okay? How's your voice holding up? My voice is holding up amazingly well. I'm very happy about that because I was really scared. Like I told you before, I had that coughing fit, you know. Yeah. But now it's hanging on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. Um, I th- maybe one or two more of these a little bit more serious stories, and then we'll look at it as a really, really interesting stuff. But uh, uh, this is an interesting thing that you that you found for us here uh, this evening here at Cat. It's an interesting kind of debate that I've been uh, I've been hearing uh, uh, around or along. Um, maybe may, people may have heard of this. Uh, Person Abby Sunderland. Uh, people heard about her when she got lost. Uh, when she, uh, when her, I think her radio went uh, went bad. She's a 16 year old, I think from uh, I forget where she's from, maybe California or something like that. Trying to sail around the world by herself, got lost, got saved, and then she's uh, apparently back home now and is thinking about trying again. Uh, let me play this new story, and then we'll talk more about it. Abby Sunderland is alive and well. Search and rescue crews spotted the 16-year-old and her boat early this morning in the Indian Ocean, hundreds of miles from land. The vessel was still upright in the water, but the mast and sail were broken. Sunderland was attempting to become the youngest person to sail around the world solo. That was before she encountered 30-foot swells and high winds. And now many critics are wondering if she was too young to attempt the feat. Uh, wow, I thought there was more with that. <laughs> I guess I got cut off. <laughs> Man, I thought that was a three-minute story. Oh, well. Uh, so there's a debate going on right now, especially in the media there, because uh, yeah, they're saying, well, should, should, this, you know, should a 16-year-old be allowed to, uh, to sail this? Because it's a world record, and if this person does it, then what's going to stop a 15-year-old or 14-year-old to try to break a world record just for a world record? Um, give me your thoughts on, on this kind of Abby Sutherland story there, Ken. Well, I mean, I probably wouldn't let my 16-year-old do it, but, you know, I'm such a worry ward. I'm sure that if I ever had a kid, by the time they were age two, my head would be all gray because <laughs> I'd be worried about every little sniff and sniffle. I think I would be bad for a kid in that sense. I would worry too much. So I don't think I would let my kid do that. But a, a new story that I saw I think it was her older brother did the same thing, Uh, I I guess it was a year before or something, or at the same age, okay, and he did it successfully without any problem. I know she had some problems, had to get rescued and all this, and they were, uh, like the people on this news clip that I found, they were having a discussion about it. They were mad because they're like, how could dad put her out in that in that, because apparently he's looking to, they're saying, he denies it, but they're saying that he's trying to get a reality show now around this. And that he purposely put his daughter out there to make a buck, so to speak, because he's broke right now. I guess he's not working. And he's just using, you know, they're saying that it's like with Balloon Boy. The thing with Balloon Boy is that was totally a hoax. You know, they're saying how could he put his daughter purposely in danger like this? Um just, like I said, just for a buck. And, uh, I mean, 
like I said, I wouldn't do it. I think it's probably not a good idea. Um, but I don't know if the girl is headstrong enough that she would have gone out there and done it anyway. You know what I mean? At 16, yeah, kids yeah. are kind of going to do what they want to do. Um, as far as him getting a reality show, I, you know, I thought, ooh, another one of those, you know. But then I had went to, to look up this girl because I hadn't heard of this story before I found that one video where they were all talking about how terrible the dad was and all this. But she had her own website with her all the, about – she's basically her own reality show online. And that's what I'm noticing a lot lately, whether it's YouTube or people on their website that do video – like blogs. People are making themselves their own reality stars just on the internet. So hey, 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 hey! You're not no, talking no, about no. This. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess in a way we kind of do, right? And I guess in a way we kind of do. But I'm talking about like really go out there and 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 literally video self videotape themselves every day doing things and make their whole life kind of on the internet. Because you just do basically this online. You don't go out there and and totally expose yourself out there. Right. Like, take yourself, take, take, you know, video of yourself while you're taking a shower. (laughs) While you're on the the toilet. That's the the premium channel. Uh, Leave your credit card at the door before you uh, click on it. Uh, But, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like I, I like I said, I wouldn't let my kid do it. I'd say no way, but I don't know if, like I said, she'd be headstrong enough to go out. Because, I mean, like I said, 16-year-olds may run away from home, too. And yeah. I don't know if, I don't know. I, but and, and the son, he let the son do it. The son did it fine. She's been failing since she was, I don't know how many years old, young, like right. six or something. But I, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I wouldn't let my kids well, do it. We uh, we definitely have the best chat room ever. Uh, we we, do, we have a couple of guests in there, and uh, if the uh, if the unnamed guest would like to participate in the chat room, just uh, register here and uh, be able to chat along with us. Uh, let's see. We'll start with uh, or we'll start with Jay Man. He said he, when he was 16, he had a '79 old Cutlass, listening to heavy metal music and a mullet. Not quite as impressive <laughs> as uh, sailing around the world. Uh, Aaron says, uh, yes, 16-year-olds are old enough to drive, uh, but that doesn't mean that she can do anything she pleases. Um, and our good friend Jesse Ferg just uh, jumped in there. Uh, so <laughs> I say we should, uh, uh, I say we should uh, do what we would do with all teams, duct tape them and throw them at the brick wall. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Kimmy's like, Kimmy says that my parents sent me off to Ecuador at 16. Granted, I was supposed to have an escort with me, but in the end, I was running around the country for five months. This will never happen uh, with uh, my kids. And uh, J-Man is saying, uh, back in the old days when 16 was middle age, in those times we already be married and have kids by 16. We coddle kids too much these days. So good, uh, good discussion in the chat room on this topic. Wow. Yeah, I mean... I, I can't believe I hadn't heard of this before until I was, you know, doing some researching for finding things for the show. And, you know, I thought it was actually a pretty slow news week, but we're doing, we've got a lot of stuff. We're going, we're, yeah, I like our, I like our show today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so 
speaking of irresponsible teenagers, uh, you sent me the story here that uh, Bristol Palin is uh, making her uh, acting uh, debut. I got an interesting uh, news clip here uh, from Entertainment News, so we'll play this and we'll uh, talk about it here. Bristol Palin's TV acting debut. We've got your first look. Amy Paprath here for E! News Now. Sarah Palin's daughter, Bristol, is adding actress to her resume. The 19-year-old will guest star on The Secret Life of the American Teenager, and it looks like art imitates life when Bristol's character befriends a fellow teen mom. Do you have a son or a daughter? I have a son. Me too. Um, how did you know I had a baby? <laughs> and, and you have a son? We're all teen moms. And musicians. Everyone in this program. The program. It's for teen moms. So I didn't get here on my own. Of course you did. You're the world's greatest French horn player. And I'm Yo-Yo Ma. Come on, we have to get going. You can catch Bristol's special appearance July 5th on ABC Family. Thanks for watching E! News Now, your source for all things entertainment. I don't know about that cat. I mean, I, that, like that. I remember growing up having those uh, after-school specials and stuff. I mean, this this like this clip here. If this is the best clip, because usually they show the best clips. If this is the best clip, uh, it's, it's pretty sad, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> well, it, it was very after-school specialist specialish, <laughs> and um, I thought it was so funny because she's like the worst actress, poor thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You can't really tell by listening to it, but if you watch her, it looks like she was totally reading the script off the girl's forehead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's like she has become the poster child for, you know, don't get pregnant when you're a teenager. And right. I haven't really seen any of her, like, speeches or anything. So, you know, I think, you know, who better to... Well, I mean, you know, people argue, oh, well, she shouldn't preach abstinence because she obviously wasn't abstinent. But, I mean, whatever she wants to, to preach, whether it's abstinence or make sure you use protection, you know, she's been there. She's been there, so who else can? I mean, I don't think that these kids would like hearing it from somebody who was maybe a virgin, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, I, I think that... Because of what she went through, it's good that she's trying to educate other people. And I, I just hope she really is doing it for the right reasons and, and really wants to, to help other teenagers. But it, it's kind of like because she's doing all these things and now being on Secret Life and all, she's making herself out to look like that's all ever people are, people are ever going to know her for. You know right. what I mean? It's like... Right. Maybe she should just kind of, okay, everybody knows you had a baby. Everybody knows they shouldn't do it. Try doing something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we'll have to see how that kind of, uh, how that kind of pans out. Um, why don't we, why don't we shift gears here? Well, I, I, cause, uh, I was saving this. <laughs> <laughs> until now, until we have more people in the chat room here. Your good friend, Kate Goffin, is back in the news here this week. And before uh, you go off on your rant here, because people love when you go off on Kate Goffin, she had some Botox that went a little bit of a awry. Here's the story, and then we'll 
talk about it. Kate Gosselin, you know, people love to critique her look, whether it's her hair or her clothes. And now people are talking about her face and whether or not she's had some work done. This uh, picture oh, wow. showed up in Us Magazine, and now there are these rumors that maybe she's been getting some Botox, and not just Botox, but bad Botox, a botched Botox job. Uh, the magazine interviewed a, a couple of plastic surgeons who say that this is a telltale sign of a botched job. One uh, doctor saying that the V-shape in her forehead uh, suggests that, that this was not exactly professional work, and, and now she sort of looks like Jack Nicholson from, uh, from Batman. According wow. to the doctor, that's, that's the doctor's words. Isn't it so amazing? If I saw the woman on the right on the street, I wouldn't have even known that was Kate Gosselin. Yeah. She's total long hair now. Really? We've seen her in eight different haircuts, and now that. Wow. Yeah. I think we should give her a break. I mean, people love to critique her, her, her look, I mean, whether it's her hair and her clothes. And, you know, yeah, I know. So her dancing, of course. It wasn't <laughs> like that got any sort of rave review either, now did it? Yeah. Give her a break. We should give her a break. Come on there, Kat. I mean, you know, speaking <laughs> of people who are looking for any kind of publicity, what do you think about this? Well, first of all, I have to ask you, weren't you freaked out when you saw that picture? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, <laughs> it was totally different. I think Botox is bad. Botox is bad, bad, bad. Just say no to Botox. I'd rather just go get a facelift than put that, what is that they put? What is it? Like, it's salmonella or something? What is it they put in there? I don't know. I'm, I'm, you I'm, I'm, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, some, it's some kind of bad germ. I think it, it could be salmonella. I don't know. Or, or botulism. Botulism. That's why they call it Botox. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm remembering now. But her face, it just, oh, my God. It just makes a lot, unless it's, I guess, done really, really well, it really makes women look scary, I think. And, and I don't think, she, I wonder if she likes it. I wonder if Kate herself likes it. I, I don't know. Uh, because she looks scary. She really, and I hate to be mean, but she did look like the Joker, like he said. <laughs> Her eyebrows, it's like, it was like a V. It was like the, the forehead goes into a V, and it's just, it's, it's really kind of scary looking. And their eyes get really wide, and, 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 and uh, I don't know. I'd almost rather age gracefully. <laughs> it, it makes them have frozen faces. It's like they have frozen faces. Like when your parents tell you, don't make that face, you could freeze like that, you know, when you're young. Uh, I have that face on right now. <laughs> I had that face when I saw that picture. <laughs> Uh, okay, so 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 be honest with me. So, so so are you saying you feel bad for Kate Gosselin? Is that what you're saying there, Ken? I, I just feel so bad because I give her so much grief, and you know, she hasn't done anything lately to irritate me. So, unless like it was so easy to rag on Lady Gaga tonight because she has re recently pissed me off so much, you know. But it's so hard for me when somebody doesn't irritate me recently to be mean. I, I'm getting more to where I feel bad about talking about people. And, you know, sometimes my rants are good for radio. What am I going to do? I'm losing my touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Jesse's saying don't feel bad. She had it coming. So, you know, hey, there you go. Who Kate, who 
Kate or Goo Goo? Lady Goo Goo. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing him, that's uh, that's uh, that's probably what he's uh, what he's saying there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it, it, it's it's the spiritual thing, you know. It's it's making when you when when you accept Jesus into your heart, He really changes it. it. Makes it hard to talk about people and not feel guilty about it. And I, I don't want to change, but I mean, I don't want to I don't want to talk bad about people, but at the same time, I know sometimes it's really good for the radio. So when someone irritates me like Lady Gaga did this week, I'm going to let loose. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's take, uh, we'll do one more story, and then we'll, we'll take our break here. And, uh, of course, this week, all you iPhone fans, like me and you, <laughs> Uh, the iPhone uh, premiered uh, this week, and uh, here is a, a story here, and then uh, we'll talk about it. For iPhone fans, the wait is over. That's the iPhone 4G. Thousands of Apple fans across the country lined up to get their hands on the latest version of the popular smartphone. Uh, it's probably all around a block, about two blocks down. Easy. The new iPhone, the fourth model since the original in 2007, is thinner with a better resolution screen and longer battery life. It still runs exclusively on the AT&T network, which has drawn sharp criticism for its spotty coverage in certain areas. It sucks, I hate it, but still I'm willing to compromise. More than with past launches, there were worries about limited supplies. More than 600,000 people rushed to pre-order iPhones on the first day they were available. And we think really what's going on here to some extent is that companies are trying to make the whole process of launching and introducing and selling these products an event unto themselves. And the fact that we're talking about this just underscores the fact that this is great Free publicity. The iPhone has a lot more competition today versus a few years ago when it first came out. But clearly, Apple's still winning the war on hype, driving hundreds of people to stand in line for hours to be the first person to have the new iPhone in their circle of friends. Rajiv Sharma is convinced that Apple has the lead when it comes to smartphones. He was one of the first people to buy one at Chicago's Apple Store. The user interface, you know, the user friendliness on the iPhone is unbelievable. It's like, even a layman can use it. I'm not a layman, but I get it for the app. Apple wouldn't say whether it had enough iPhones on hand to satisfy demand, which by all accounts is huge. The iPhone launch began in Japan and sold out there by early afternoon. Mark Carlson, the Associated Press, Chicago. Uh, so iPhone 4, what, what, what do you think there, man? What, what, uh, what are you getting yours? Um. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I do want one, but for some reason, I'm not, <clears throat> I, I don't know why I'm not necessarily ready. To, I think I want to get an iPad first. Yeah. But I, I would love to have the iPhone 4, but see, I still have another, like, year on my contract for this. I had gotten the iPhone 3G, and at the time, that was the latest one, right? And I love right. it so much. It does everything I want. So, and I guess, I don't know why I'm afraid to get a new one, because you know how I have all my apps that I love, all my hundred million apps that I have that fill up every page and, and yeah. everything, and, 
I don't want to, like, okay, I want to ask you this since, since you know about all this. My sure. my laptop that I have, <clears throat> sorry, my laptop that I have, okay, is getting kind of old. And I'm afraid if it ever, like, poops out on me, I'm going to lose all the stuff that I downloaded from my iPhone, okay? So let's say when I get a new computer, how can I... How can I save everything that I have on my iPhone now plus the extra stuff I have on iTunes on a new computer? I mean, wow. like if, if I, let's say I get okay, let's say I get a new laptop. If I just plug in my iPhone there, will all the stuff transfer? Um I mean, you've had to have changed computers, right, where you had to put a new iPhone in or something, right? I mean, how did you not lose everything you ever? Yeah, but you, you have Windows, right? You, you, don't, you don't have a Mac. Yeah, I don't have a Mac. Do you have a Mac, Mac Attack, man? Yeah. Well, it, well with Mac, I mean, you, you, you can transfer your, all of your old files into the new computer when, like, you know, when you get a new one. So, And I'm not too uh, familiar with on Windows computers, I presume they have a similar process on how uh, um, on how they do that, but I'm not too too familiar with that. From now on, I'm just getting Macs, you know, because I, you know I love my Apple iPhone. I'm probably only going to have those from now on. I'm eventually going to get an iPad, so I'm just going to get Mac computers from now on and just make it all Apple. <laughs> Everything can match. Everything can be fine, and I don't have to worry about this, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so Aaron uh, is like, did you hear about the iPhone 4 possible recall? I have not. I'll have to research that. Uh, J-Man is saying, my Samsung pre-play, prepay flip phone rules. Timmy's <laughs> loving her droid. And, uh, of course, Jesse, here's what Jesse said. Uh, I drank too much. That's why I accidentally bought the iPad. So, you know, the best, chat, the best chat room in the world is right Everybody's here on the show. Everybody's in a crazy mood tonight, a crazy mood. I know. People are, people are nuts. People are, people are crazy. But that's why we love the chat room. That's why, uh, that's why we love these guys in there so, and gals in there. So, uh, all right. Uh, why don't we take a break here and um, – we're going to be, let's see, in the last half an hour, I'm going, to, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. I know Kimmy wanted to get in on some of these stories here, so we'll, uh, I'll open things up here. But after the break, well, I do have these stories here for the last half an hour if we get to them, but we'll open with this new Boston Med show. So hold your thoughts on that, Kat, but we'll, uh, we'll talk Ooh, about it after yeah. the break here. And um, the other things I have here um, are these things that you sent me, uh, the Bigfoot sighting. That's kind of funny. And, uh, uh, I, and a sweet story here of a, a plumber who is at home at delivering um, his son. So that will be an interesting uh, story to close up here with. So uh, uh, you're listening to Dr. Anonymous and Kat here on the last show here until the uh, summer break. Uh, so we'll be talking about more stories. And, uh, Kimmy, if you want to call in here during the course of the last half an hour, we will uh, – Chatted up. I know. I think she had some thoughts on this Lady Gaga story. I think so. We'll uh, we'll have her call in if you like this. Well, you're listening to Doctor Anonymous show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thirty minutes left because at the top of the hour will be the the best show here on Saturday night, the Haney and Burrow Live Show. We'll be right back after this. 
And welcome back to the Dr. Anonymous show live on Block Talk Radio for the pad for the last 30 minutes of the show here because at the top of the hour will be the Indian Borough live show right here on Block Talk Radio. We know that uh, uh, we know that Rock Duck will be doing a top 10 list probably based on Dr. Blockstein. And also, I think uh, Burl said that uh, going to be having some outtakes from their Wednesday uh, interview there with Kat Leshby. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I wonder what he's going to play. Probably stuff from the after the interview. You were in the <laughs> Probably. Chat. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you were there. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's see. I think, we have, I think we have Kimmy on the line here. So, Kimmy, what's up? Hello, hello, what's going on? Timmy! Uh, Timmy! Cats! I don't know, that's all I can get up. That's all I can do right now. Cats! What's going on? Timmy! So, how's your week been going there, Kimmy? You, you, you okay? How's, uh, uh, w- w- was there some shaving that took place uh, this week? Or can you comment on that? <laughs> Uh, I did. I uh, I shaved my cat. Um, not a euphemism. Not a euphemism. Euphemism. Whatever. I can't can't talk today. Uh, I haven't even been drinking either. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. No. I shaved the cat. Um, because well, it, it's hot here in Chicago. It's like ninety. Well, I think it was supposed to be ninety-one degrees today, and you know, humidity is all high and. Stuff and and he's very furry, so I I shaved him and he actually really liked it at first. Um, he like sat there and was like purring. I think he thought I was brushing him until um until he looked at himself and realized that he was missing all of his hair. And then he got a little upset <laughs> and he tried to run away from me. But at first he was like, "Oh nice, oh I'm getting brushed. This is wonderful." And then he realized what happened. <laughs> it's okay. I actually, I thought I was gonna get a lot. I thought I was gonna be all scratched up, but I wasn't. He he held it okay, but he's very embarrassed. Like he, <laughs> I he, I shaved him in like the lion cut, so he has like his head's like still hairy, and his paws still have hair, and then the very tip of his tail has hair. But everything else is 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 shaved, and he's kind of embarrassed. Like he won't walk normally. He like slinks around. I think he's embarrassed. And it might not help that I laugh at him every time he walks by. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, uh, so I, I know you that you, you texted me or messaged me there. I, did you have comments on either uh, what was our first half hour, uh, Jerry Seinfeld or uh, um, what was it, Michael Jackson or whatever? No, I actually just wanted to say, please don't leave us for the summer. What else am I supposed to do on Saturday? Like get a social life? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I know. I'm a slacker. <laughs> um, how's your How's your droid there, Kimmy? I I love my droid. Um, I don't know if you guys could hear, but like just like 30 seconds ago, it like beeps, and I'm talking about it right now, and it has multitasking. Like I can be on the phone, and it sends like text messages and picture messages, and I can do like all that, you know, multitasking on it. So. Yeah, so I, I can't like if people think I'm pretending to talk on my phone. I'm actually not. It's just my multitasking droid that beeps while I'm on the phone. Yeah, I, I, have a I, have a, uh, I don't have a complaint about that because I know part of the multitasking was listening to this show. So I really appreciate that. 
Yes, yeah, I, I do. Sometimes if I'm too tired, because I have a desktop. So sometimes if I'm too tired to sit at the desktop after a long work, I, I go lay in my bed and put on the blog talk radio on my droid and listen. Usually I fall asleep, I'm not going to lie. But it's not the material, it's just because, you know, I was up at like 3 in the morning working. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So how's the weather been out there, Kimmy? Are you, have you been hiding in the uh, in the uh, underneath the uh, bed there? What's going on? Well, uh, a couple of days ago, um, I can't even remember what day it was. I was so traumatized. Um, we had a little bit of a tornado warning, and so yeah. it was like bad, bad weather. I live in like the greater Chicagoland area. I live in the south suburbs, and it got really bad. And um, fortunately, there was no tornado touchdowns where we were. But um, I guess, I, you know, I work for kind of a, a larger dialysis company. And one of our sister clinics down a little, like, in the 200 block of, like, Chicagoland area, so it's way south from where I am, uh, had their air conditioner, which sits on top of the clinic, like, got take ripped off from the roof and, like, flung to the clinic, and it completely, like, trashed it. Uh, I don't know if it was just high winds or if there's a little bit of a tornado or whatever, but uh, so we've been dealing with that all week of having to shift around patients and take care of, you know, stuff like that. So it's not been real fun, but I don't know. Yes, I have been hiding in the tub, basically. That's the end of my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, was, well, uh, tornadoes. Have you ever been through one? A tornado? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've been, I've, like, in the areas that I've always lived in, I lived in Louisiana, Florida, and Texas. It's not that tornadoes are unheard of. I've, like, kind of seen them. But I've never, like, like, my house has never been hit by a tornado. But it seems like in the Midwest, they're just flying all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And they're, like, big. <laughs> so, and when I hear these stories like on Twitter, like remember that night, I think, it, I don't know if it was last Saturday night or the, the Saturday night before when uh, Epi Junkie was tweeting oh, yeah. about bad storms. I'm like, it just sounded so scary, even just like reading her tweet. You know, it, like with a hurricane, you know, I, I've always lived in hurricane areas. With a hurricane, you know it's coming, you know it's, you know exactly when it's going to hit, you know where it's going to hit. To me, with all those tornadoes, you never know—you never know if your house is going to be hit. It may get hit, it may not. You know, it just depends on where it feels like falling down. <laughs> That's scary to me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've, yeah, we've—I've been in, yeah, I've seen tornadoes, kind of, and we just don't have as many, I guess, as the Midwest. Our big thing is usually the hurricanes. Well, the big thing around here this week, and, and uh, you know, people were talking about, it, and I'm like, why? Is this, you know, this earthquake that happened in Canada? But I guess people around here locally, I didn't, I didn't feel the the earthquake or whatever, the tremors or whatever. But I guess people in other places close to here were uh, uh, felt it, and I know all the people in California were like, that's no earthquake, you know, you guys, that's like it's a wimpy type of thing. And and uh, Kim was probably saying the same thing. I think it was, I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I only call them wimpy if they're below, like, 4.5. If it gets above 4.5, that's a, that's a pretty significant little shake. I think it was right. in the 5, in the 5 area. Now, when I hear people complaining about, like, 
3, 3.0 magnitude, that's when I call him limps and say, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. But 5, that's pretty significant. That can get, that can do some damage. Especially yeah. to areas that don't normally get, like, if a 5 were to hit, like, Chicago, it would be pretty devastating. But, you know, I don't know how, I don't know if Toronto gets a 6 a lot. I'm not, I'm not a little up with my Canadian, you know, whatever, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Fives are pretty big, or they can be damaging. Uh, um, I'm still trying to work on the language up there. I just still don't understand it. Um, hey. Well, there you go. That's my first <laughs> lesson. Um, so, so yeah, so you uh, you ladies are medical here, and uh, I, uh, I, I I did see a little bit in the press here about this Boston uh, Med Show, and uh, why don't I play this story here, and uh, um, then we can talk about it. Uh, The medical emergencies are real. The doctors are real. It is awesome. Tonight, you can get an unprecedented look inside three Boston hospitals. Dr. Pina Patel makes her debut tonight on Boston Med, and she joins us now in the midday news. It's an unbelievable show. Nothing ever like it before. Must, what's it like? What's it been like for you to be in that situation and then have cameras here? Um, it's been an incredible experience. Uh, we had cameras following us for between four to six months. Um, it took a little getting used to, but after a couple of days, the cameras faded into the background, and uh, we practiced as we usually do. Um, we always have. We are always watched a little bit by our attendings and by our patients, uh, by students. But uh, yeah, it ended up being fairly normal. So was it nerve-wracking, though? I mean, when you first, like tonight, for example, and people are going to see you in action, like right now we're looking at your face, and, and you look a little tense, mm -hmm. I have to say. <laughs> I do. Um, it, uh, it was nerve-wracking. Um, you know, no one wants their mistakes shown over national media, but the truth is I wanted people to see what it was really like. And as part of that, you have to kind of see the good, um, and you have to see the bad moments that we have too, because those are the ones where we really grow and you know grow as physicians. And what have you learned so far? Um, I have learned to be resilient. I've uh, learned to come back from my mistakes, and um, you know it, it, I've also learned that this is going to happen to people that I supervise at, at my uh, at my new hospital. And I can say that, you know, I've been through this. I know what it's like, and you're going to get through it. It's going to be okay. Well, thank you for giving us a little inside information. All the best <laughs> of luck to you, doctor. Thanks for taking the time. And, folks, we hope you know that you can track Dr. Patel's story starting tonight on Boston. So, um... Uh, so I, I watched some clips of this. I wasn't really too impressed. Uh, I know Aaron's loving the show here, which uh, which is cool. Um, Kat, I, I don't know if you were able to catch some clips or, or able to see some of the show there. Well, I watched the whole thing, and I liked it too. I loved it actually. Um, I usually like I wouldn't watch those. I think it's what on the Discovery Channel or something, or the Learning Channel, the the ER stories and stuff because ER, I just. I don't like ER <laughs> now, and with this show, what I liked about it is that they were showing some ER cases, but they weren't so graphic in nature, you know, like showing things. Like, first of all, a lot of the patients' faces were blurred. I guess they had to get their permission because some of the patients that you saw, like there was 
two women who were having lung transplants, like they they were each getting one lung from one person. You know what I'm saying? Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. And uh, they, I guess they said, okay, well, we'll, you know, be on and all because they showed their faces, they had their names, they showed their families and all that. So I guess obviously because of HIPAA, people have to sign a release. And, um, but I, I thought it was tastefully done. I, I don't think, you know, I, I know that uh, the review I sent you, that link of the review, um, uh, most people love it. There was one doctor who wasn't impressed with it. She thought it exploited the doctors. But I don't think it was exploitive at all. I I think it was informative. It kind of shows what it's really like. You know, it's not Grey's Anatomy where just everybody's sleeping with everybody else in the break room. I mean, I mean I'm not sure it happens sometimes. But people actually work in the hospital. You know, people that work in the hospital, like doctors and nurses, actually work people. It's not, you know everybody just hitting on everybody else 24-7, you know. I'm not saying there's no flirting that goes on and stuff, but it, it's more, it, it was realistic because it was, it's a documentary. It's more real. It's actual real people in real hospitals, and it's not a total fiction drama type thing. Yeah, you yeah. um, uh, Kimmy, I, I don't know if you were to catch the show, but how, how would you feel if, you know, people were, I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, if video cameras were following you at work um, doing this type of stuff? Um, you know, I've actually thought about it, and I think because I work in I work in dialysis, and I don't think people really know a lot about it. I mean, there's I've talked to like nurses and doctors in like the emergency room that don't know a lot about dialysis, and so I think it would be a good educational thing. But I don't know if I would really want them following me around. I think it would probably irritate me because I have like my own way of doing things, and if people are like in my way, I'm probably not going to be happy about it. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just very particular about my work environment, and I don't I don't think it would go well for me. <laughs> but I think it would well, be no. educational for people. I just don't want them following me around. I'd like to see other people. Does that make sense? I, mean, that's, that's, I don't know. No, no, that's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, and, and, and some of the point of, of you know doing this is to get the work done, but how one person does it may be different than another person does it. It may not be like the, you know, the protocol or the, you know, the way that it's said in the book, but the result is the same. Um, so I definitely get what you're saying with that. Um, well, so, like, like we all, like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like we all say in dialysis, the people who write all the policies and procedures aren't the ones out on the floor. So while it all makes sense to them, it's very, rarely very practical for a working hospital environment. Most of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kat, so h- how would you feel if, if uh, you know, people were following you, you know, around your know, work with cameras? And, and I know that you've kind of been on the other side as far as writing some of these policies and procedures and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think I would want uh, people following me around with a camera. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, as far as yeah, writing policies and procedures, I think that you know, in the the last job that I had, I I did a lot of that. Um, when Jayco came, um, my director kind of pulled me off the floor, and I did because I used to be a director of NICU, so I was used to doing those kind of things. So 
yeah, I mean, usually the people who do the policies and procedures are the ones who aren't on the floor, but it, this was just just so happened that I was, you know. But I know that things don't always go exactly like, you know, the policy procedure says. And you have some nurses that just will not sway away from that policy, you know. And it's like, okay, you can use your head a little bit, you know. As a nurse, we have to critically think. You can't just, you know, sometimes... I don't want to use the term there's more ways, more than one way to skin a cat, even though I just said it. But you know how I love cats. And there's no way I'm going to say it and mean it. <laughs> there's right, more than right. one way to do things. There's more than one way to do things. And even though I wrote some of those policies and procedures, I'm the first one to say, well, if it's not working, but, and I'm not talking about something major. You know, I mean, if you're going to give blood, let's say, of course you're going to follow, like, to the letter pretty much. But, you know, sometimes you'll have stupid procedure, like, okay, how to tape an IV. Well, some people have a different way of how they want to tape an IV down. And if it works, it works, you know. So, um, and I thought it, they, they did show, did you say you saw it, Kimmy? Because they did show a, a, a case where someone was coding in dialysis. And there was like a million people around this person. And I hate it in the NICU when that happens, when a baby codes and the entire freaking unit is around the bed. You know, it's like excess people go away. We just need who we need, you know, a person to give meds, a person to, to ventilate, a person to do chest compressions. You know, sometimes it gets too crowded around, a, like, a baby's bedside. And that's the way it was in this, when this dialysis patient was coding. There was, like, a million people around this bed, and it was just chaotic. And there was no taping it all. I actually haven't seen that. I, I was going to see it today, um, like on Hulu, but I just didn't have the time or the chance. But, um, yeah, it, it's coding. When someone codes on dialysis, it's completely different than when someone just codes in the hospital. I'm sure it is with every floor. You know, IC is different than, you know, regular measures floor. But it's a whole other whole other thing. And I've, I don't know, it's just a totally different. I'm curious how how it went through with them because I know the times that I've had patients have coded it's just been chaotic too and it's uh it's uh it is what it is but you know we do our best and hope for good outcomes yeah I think that oh did you because the patient end, ended up dying I think yeah the patient ended up dying yeah they, they did that code for like 45 minutes <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's so many things with dialysis that you know, oh, it's a it's a big thing. It's an all body, all system problem. It's just not with your kidneys, which I like. I said, you know, I don't. I think it would be good for more kidney failure awareness in the world. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just it is isn't. It's not a glamorous disease to you know talk about. Um, we have uh, 10 minutes left here, and let me do one more story, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap things up here. And uh, this is this is, uh, this is kind of a good news story that we'll uh, we'll wrap things up here with. Uh, we'll uh, let this story set up itself here, and then we'll uh, talk about. Found out his wife had gone into labor, but by the time he got here, it was already too late. He'd have to deliver his son himself. Little Daniel Michael Hines rests peacefully in his father's arms, secure in the same hands that delivered him Tuesday morning. When Brian got home from his job, his wife Andrea was on the bathroom floor screaming in pain. 
Brian called 911. Why for 911? My wife is delivering right now. She's having a baby? She's having a baby right this second. While Brian's mom watched the couple's 18-month-old son, Alex, Brian followed the dispatcher's directions. I got the head and shoulders. One arm is out completely. Okay. He's crying. Okay. My baby. Push him right away. All right, he's out. Okay. He's out. Okay. He was telling me to do the deep breathing, and so that was good. So I could calm myself down. She did good. She listened to all the instructions I gave her. So it came off without a hitch. Daniel came into the world weighing 7 pounds, 13 ounces, and is very healthy. Joy Nick is the Waterford dispatcher who used her medical flip chart to guide Brian through. She credits the expectant dad for staying calm. He was calm. He was excited. He listened to everything I told him. He um, didn't sound panicked at all. Little Danny and his parents have already sent Joy the dispatcher flowers, and they say they can't wait to introduce her to their special delivery. Just dying to hug you and introduce you to my son. Thank you so much for being just my rock. I mean, she was solid. She was professional. She was courteous and just walked me through. I couldn't have done it without her. Thank you. Thank God that you were there. And I'd like to introduce my son to you, too. Brian expects to take some kidding for Daniel's debut. Local plumber delivers his own son on bathroom floor. But you got to figure it's where I do my best work, so. Joy says she's particularly interested in meeting the Heinz family because this is such a positive outcome, one that they're all truly thankful for. In Waterford, I'm Mary Conway, Channel 7, Action News. So, Kat, uh, so you're you're a, a, a neonatal nurse. You would definitely appreciate this story. This, this is a this is a great story that you got here. Yeah, I, I like these kind of stories, you know. And and that baby did very well. Um, and you know, I see that a lot, where babies will come in that were born at home, and sometimes they go to newborn. You know, if they're if like a baby like that would have gone to newborn. Um, but sometimes you get those babies in NICU, you know, that were born in the toilet, <laughs> that were born in a dirty truck on the way to the hospital, <laughs> yeah. um, or just, you know, born with problems or, or whatever. And, you know, I think this is the curse of working in the NICU is that since we only see usually the bad, and I and I only go to high-risk deliveries, I, don't, I usually you won't see me in a normal delivery. If I'm called to a, a delivery, it's because it's high risk. You know, it's a premature baby or something. So it just shocks me that so many babies can be born like that and be okay. You know what I mean? I'm like, you should be in a hospital. You should have an IV. You should be, you know. It just, and before there were hospitals. And right, right. Even there was any of this, babies were born at home. And but I'm just so NICU-oriented, you know? So. Sure, sure. Um, so, so, Kimmy, what do you think? It's a, it's a sweet type of story. Oh, it's very sweet, very sweet. It's good to hear the good things, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we only have a few minutes remaining here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, close things up here. And uh, I do want to thank Kim. Kim, thanks, thanks a lot for calling in. It's, it's always a delight Uh when you call in and, uh, um, you know, I don't, don't miss me too much. I'll be, I'll be out there. Uh, I won't, I won't do this show for a while, but I'll still be out there. Uh, probably Twittering and Facebooking and all that good stuff. I'm going to go cry in the corner right now. 
I'm counting the days so often. Uh, but it's always a pleasure listening to you, Doctor. I always, uh, I always, when I can make the shows, I'm going to be better about that come August. But it's always, it's always a good time. You are appreciated, sir. Well, thank you, thank you for thank you for calling in, and uh, and we'll we'll talk very soon. Excellent. Bye. Okay, bye, bye. Kitty. Bye, cat. <laughs> All right, and cat. Uh, hey. We we made it through another one. <laughs> no, I'm gonna miss you. I feel like crying right now. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I'll still be around. Um, but I do want to thank you for. I mean, we didn't even get to all of these stories that you got here uh, for us uh, tonight. Um, and uh, but uh, I really appreciate you doing all the show prep for the show. And uh, these are really good stories here uh, tonight. So uh, I really uh, really appreciate it. And it, it's always it's always great to talk to you. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll be back soon. I'll dream about it until then. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm so glad that I, I pleased you with news stories because I'm like, I hope I have enough. Are these exciting enough or interesting enough or what, you know? I'm no, glad no, I was, it by it you. Was good, uh, it was a good flow. It was, good, uh, it was, it was a good mix of uh, this and that, and uh, uh, it was a good time, yeah. So do you have any, have any closing thoughts here for your for your fans here this evening before we close up the show? Just that I love you all. I hope you all have a wonderful 4th of July, a wonderful July in general, and a wonderful summer. And until the next time that we meet again, I'm sorry for my cracky throat. Um, You all rock, and I just love you so much. I do. I really do. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Cat. It's it's been it's been a good time, and uh, you know we'll definitely uh, definitely continue this uh, when I get back from my break. But uh, thank you so much for for being on the show, not just tonight, but you know just the past few months. It's made the Saturday night show here very delightful, and I very much appreciate it. You are awesome. Well, thank you for saying that. I love you so much. You are awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good night, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll talk very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, All right, kids. So um, so the last three minutes are mine. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I just I want to thank everybody. So yeah, in case you got here late, um, I am taking a little bit of a break uh, from the show. Um, probably just for July, but may extend a little bit into August. Uh, so just going to kind of enjoy my summer here um, a little bit. But uh, before I close up the show, I do want to thank everybody uh, for your continued support of the show. I very much appreciate that. Um, if you want to catch up on past shows, just go to thedoctoranonymous.com, and you can download shows at doctoranonymous.org. That brings you right to the uh, iTunes page where you can listen more. Uh, to the show, and I, I did mention in the chat room here, but uh, if you would like to hear uh, me interview Kimmy, uh, she was on show number uh, 57, and uh, Kat was uh, interviewed uh, on show number 55, so you can go to DrAnonymous.org and you can listen to them. I think that's the first time they were on the show, so uh, so it'll be interesting. I should listen to those too uh, as well. So, uh, but thanks a lot to everybody. So, uh, if you want to follow me as I'm uh, out of town next week in San Francisco, uh, you can go to my uh, Twitter page. Just uh, Doctor Anonymous is uh, follow me on Twitter 
um, over there, and I may be doing some uh, some some text tweets, some audio tweets, maybe some video. Um, but you can get all information about me over at uh, DrAnonymous.com, or even simpler than that, you just Google Dr. Anonymous in your favorite search engine, whether it's Google or Bing or Yahoo or whatever it is, and you can find all the information um, about me. So I uh, have about a minute and a half left. And again, I want to thank everybody for your continued support of the show. I'm humbled by people who just want to listen to me talk or to see my videos or to read what I write. Um, I'm very, very thankful of everybody who supports me, supports the show, um, and I will uh, see everybody after my break from the show here, um, probably in about uh, a month or so. Um, but continue to follow me at DrAnonymous.com and also on Twitter. And uh, that's all I have for you here this evening. Uh, I'm not going to be closing with any uh, closing song, just because uh, I'm going to be going to the Annie and Burrow Live Show right uh, at the top of the hour, which is less than a minute. Just go to Dr. Non- just go to blogtalkradio.com uh, slash Andy Burrell Talk. I'll be there in just a few minutes. So have a great summer, everybody. Have a great 4th of July. We'll talk very soon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>